0: Welcome to another violent episode of Cineblokes. I am your host, Benjamin Baker, and with me as always... Uh, Burroughs. Alright, And I say violent because we have just come from watching The Hateful Eight, uh, which is in fact a Tarantino film, so you know there's lots of violence. And Yeah, um, I
1: was going to say, spoiler alert. But, you know, you should on, honestly, going into it, you should know that everyone dies. That's, yeah. That's yeah, really no, it's,
0: it's the staple of, you know, a Tarantino film. Yeah. so And if they don't die, someone goes down. Someone dies very violently. Yeah. Um, so that happened. And that's pretty much the movie. So yeah. review over. That's... Um, uh, yeah. No, there's now, more. All I feel right.
1: like that's any... old uh, Tarantino is <laughs> long, drawn-out conversations. Yeah. And then someone violently dies. But yeah. Like, no, that's...
0: That's how it ends. That pretty much sums up his entire film catalogue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the the hateful eight is, uh, ironically the eighth Quentin Tarantino film. Uh, very well placed there. Well done you. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I rather enjoyed it overall. I thought it was uh, a good entry into the, uh, Tarantino world. Um, so, uh, yeah, Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed myself as well. Um, I do like westerns. Yeah.
1: So and that was this. Uh a very cold western. Yes. You don't see a lot of westerns in the snow, but yeah. this one did. Very uh, cold. <laughs> and uh it was a bit lengthy as well. Just a bit. You just know. By a good forty five minutes. Just, just shy of three hours, I yeah. feel. Yeah. So it's uh It's a bit long. <laughs> if you if you plan on seeing
0: it Yeah, set aside some time. Yeah. Block aside a to... weekend or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. You've gotta have a, a day. We we are I'm up far past my bedtime oh, yeah. for this film. Um, yeah, so, you know, the hateful eight, uh, in a, in a nutshell is, um, a bounty hunter has, has captured his bounty. He's taking her to this town called Red Rock. Uh, and along the way, he meets two people, uh, who one he knows, one he doesn't know at all, uh, through, Very Quentin Tarantino conversations. They manage to get themselves into the carriage and, uh, they are trying to outrun this blizzard. This blizzard hits them before they can get any farther. So they stop at a haberdashery. Uh, and they, when they enter, there's already mates there, um, who are at this haberdashery. And so they're all locked in to this, you know, place. Uh, and, you know, then things kind of start to get people aren't who they say they are. And, you know, it gets a little, and, it's a little wonky,
1: and right from the beginning, I mean, the main bounty hunter is already—he's super suspicious of anyone, of everyone, really, because you know, the bounty on 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 his on the person that he's escorting is quite high. Yeah. So you know, there's a lots of temptation there, and uh, it very quickly turns into a, all, you know, sort of a paranoid. It was yeah. very interesting because it all the whole film takes place in one location, really, yeah. in, in mostly in one room. Yeah, almost and, all of it. Yeah. And it's actually a bit uncomfortable.
0: It is. It's a bit
1: claustrophobic, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But he managed it really well because normally you'd think, yeah, I'm gonna put eight people in a in a cabin for three hours and make you watch. <laughs> I'd be like, oh no, thank you. <laughs> I'm good. I don't need to see yeah. that film.
0: But I he, saw Cabin Fever. But he actually managed it
1: quite well. Yeah,
0: that. yeah. No, and I think that's a testament to Quentin Tarantino's vision and being able to, um, you know. Put on the screen what it is he's got in his mind. I think after eight films, this is the film that really kind of, you know, you can, you can kind of go along with his vision. It's a very bold move. Um, you know, it's not as spread out across, you know, the, the, the closest thing I, I would say to it would probably be, uh, Reservoir Dogs. Um, it felt like a really long Reservoir Dogs, I guess. Cause Reservoir Dogs takes place all in one, location for the most part, you know, aside yeah. from just the, the meeting all the characters in the beginning and then, you know, spots here and there, but for the most part, it just takes place in that little warehouse. Um, so it has a very kind of, you know, throwback feel in that sense of his filmmaking uh, is how I felt the, the plot kind of shaped up in the setting uh, in that realm, uh, which yeah. I rather enjoyed. I, I thought it was, you know, I thought it was a great touch. Yeah, yeah no, it, uh, that's pretty spot on. Reservoir Dogs,
1: but in the western, in the snow. Yes, yeah. basically what it was. <laughs> yeah,
0: right.
1: <laughs> Even brought back uh, Madsen, Michael Madsen. Right? He
0: brought back many of his favorite people. Mr. Blonde. Yeah, Mr. Blonde was there, and uh, uh, Mr. Blue, Mr. Blue. Oh was yeah. It Mr. Blue, yeah, yeah. Old, uh, yeah. Old, old Tim Roth. Old Tim Roth. Yeah, yeah he
1: was Who's there. Who's in top form? Oh, by okay. the way, I mean, we'll probably
0: I, get more into that. I'm always in so a bit, glad but... when he shows up. Yeah. I love that guy. Um. Yeah, no, uh, I, I mean, I guess we can get there yeah. now. Um, well, I
1: mean, just, I want, did want to say more about the plot because it is very, almost like, it's like a mystery. Yeah. You know, because, you know, someone that is in this cabin is not supposed to be there. Right. And it's sort of like the, you know, he builds tension very well. That's something he does. That, yeah. that he always no, agree. does. Uh, in those talky sorts of situations, <laughs> yes. you you know that two people or more are having a conversation while simultaneously plotting to kill one another. <laughs> Correct. And uh, that's done very well in this. Um, and then when everything's sort of revealed, you know, it's like, oh yeah, yeah. right. Didn't didn't really see that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, no, I,
0: I didn't either. Um, no, there's some great story twists, and the way it's done is, is done very well. And um, it is a very whodunit kind of thing. Um, you know, who's in cahoots with who and, and what's it? And, uh, no, it does. It builds great tension. I, I think the, uh, I, I almost feel like the claustrophobia of the setting kind of builds that tension because you're just watching these same eight people interact with each other. And you can tell that they're starting to get claustrophobic because they all suspect each other. None of them trust each other. Um, and as things kind of start to unfold, uh, it, it just really helps kind of build that. Oh my God, what's gonna happen? Uh, even though nothing's going on, it's pretty fascinating, actually. Yeah,
1: because there is really a lot of nothing going yeah, there on. There is,
0: yeah. Strap in. This it's, is not Django.
1: This is one of those where the screenplay must have just been all dialogue. Yeah, <laughs> very little else. Yeah, you know. Right. And you know, like we said, there is all the violence that you expect from a Tarantino film, but it really all happens in about five minutes. Yeah,
0: it's really the third act is is yeah. when when it all goes down, which. Is very classic Tarantino, um, you know, in, in films like this. But, uh, yeah, it all comes to a head. So, yeah, honestly, be prepared. And the thing is, is the, the dialogue for the film is f- brilliant. It's, it's Tarantino in top form. Um, he, you can tell he really has a love for Westerns. He's got a love for Western characters. Um, you know, the, all the stereotypes of who, all the stereotypes of Western archetypes that you would have in film cinema um, are there in this eight, all spread out across these eight people. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I thought, you know, the dark, it's funny. It's a fun ride. So yeah, you strap in, you're going to be there for a while. Yeah. But it is very entertaining. Don't, I, I you know,
1: would say that there was more humour in this than there happens yeah. it tends to be in Tarantino's Yeah, it, it definitely aired more on
0: the side of humour. Yeah. Um,
1: Which was good. Because yeah. as long as it was in the location that it was, you know, without a, the occasional chuckle, I think it yeah, might not right. have been as, have as amusing.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, did you you want to talk about the casting? Yeah, I wanted to talk about casting because it's fucking brilliant. Um, you know, he like we said, he brought back some of his favourites. Um, I know Michael Madsen is a favourite of his. Tim Roth is a favourite of his. Um, I know that he was trying to get Kurt Russell originally for Django um, he was oh. supposed to play the character that Leonardo DiCaprio ended up playing. Really? That was his original person. And, you know, things fell through and he wasn't able to do it. And, uh, I'm very glad that he was able to bring Kurt onto this one because he was in top form. Oh, yeah. Um, just, I, I the, he was absolutely wonderful. He was wonderful the entire yeah. time.
1: Uh, he's wonderful. He's great. Um, and, and I've not seen him in such a sensational mustache.
0: Since Tombstone. It's yes. I think this one might even beat that. Oh, it definitely topped yeah. it, but. Yeah, there's a moment where he even does that. He even flips his mustache. It's, it's brilliant. I don't know if it was in the script or he made it up, but either way, it's pretty fantastic.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Kurt Russell. And when I found that he was in this, I was like, Oh, yeah, count me in. You yeah. Know? Um, So, there's that, uh, Samuel Jackson, of course, another favourite. Yeah, and actually,
0: I think he is his favourite. Yeah. I think he's been in the most Tarantino... I think he's been in all of them.
1: He is the Johnny Depp to Tim Burton. Yes. That's what he is.
0: (laughs) Well said, Caitlin, yes. (laughs) Yeah, he is... uh, I I think he's the only person that's been in all of them, actually. Um, And, And again... In, in top form, you know. Yeah. No, he, you know, from, from Django to this, you know, they, they're slightly different characters, but he, uh, he falls right into that role very, very well. Um, yeah, he's, he's great in this film. Um, Jennifer Jason Lee is almost unrecognizable, yeah. uh, throughout the whole film, actually. Uh, and she's, she's brilliant. Tim Roth is brilliant. Um, so the, the yeah. uh, surprise standout for me, uh, was, uh, we just looked up his name, Walter Groggins. Is that what it is? Sure. Yeah, something Groggins. I know it's his last name. It was, Goggins, it was it Goggins or a Goggins or Groggins. I don't, or...
1: I don't think there's an R there. You know what? We're going to call him Chris
0: because that's his name in the film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, he's, a, he's a delightful character actor. Always, I don't think he's faking his southern accent. Yeah, no, he's,
0: no, I think he's natural. actually southern. He's always in westerns. Yeah, and, always. Or, or things that take place in yeah. Texas. Yeah, right. Um, uh, yeah, no, he was a, he was a standout. I mean, he's, he's a guy that's very much, you know, he's always on the sidelines. He's never, you know, he never carries a film. And, you know, here he's going up and he's acting with Kurt Russell and Samuel L. Jackson and Tim Roth and Michael Madsen and all these guys that are pretty recognizable, are very familiar with Tarantino. And, you know, this character ends up getting far more than you would expect. And he's got more dialogue and he's kind of a central character of the story. And I thought he just was on par with everybody else. Uh yeah. and, I, and he was fun to watch. I enjoyed him all, the entire time.
1: Yeah. Well, I was going to say about Tim Roth, Uh what I liked about him in this is that, you know, he's himself in a lot of things. What, what I mean by yeah. that is it's his own voice. Right. You know what I mean? And Tim Roth has a very... Particular English accent, yes, you know, and so when he started off in this one, and he had more of like a posh, yeah, sounding voice, <laughs> right, and and even his mannerisms and everything, yeah. I was just like,
0: this is delightful. You know, I, I was, love seeing this. Honestly, then, I was watching him, and I thought, <laughs> I swear, I thought, you know what, you know, who he reminds me of. He reminds me of Christoph Waltz in *Inglorious Bastards*. The way he, he just had that very quirky yeah. kind of. I know, yeah. you know, there's a moment where he decides he's going to take over the room and he's going to separate it because people aren't getting along. And the way he does it is just a very Christoph Waltz kind of thing. Uh, yeah, very, but it was, it was great. Very
1: floaty almost. Yeah, yeah,
0: right. And I don't think
1: I've ever seen him
0: smile so much.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, it was really the weirdest <laughs> character I've ever seen him play and I loved it. Yeah, I absolutely no, it loved it. it was great. It.
0: Yeah, it's it's nice to see him do and something then, and different. And then it turns out later
1: on he was faking the posh accent the whole <laughs> yeah, time, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he just goes back to being Tim Roth. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, but
1: yeah, the casting was was phenomenal. Yeah. Hey, it was even
0: this is how good everyone does in this film. Channing Tatum doesn't ruin it. No, no, he's in it a very short time. Correct. But even he, even he. Well, right. He brings it. He does. He, do, he does all right. And
1: I mean, he's from the south, so he, you know his his voice and everything was all yeah. right. But he
0: didn't he didn't ham
1: it up or anything
0: yeah, like no, that. Yeah, no, not at all. So not at all. Uh, you, you know, there's a moment where you where you see him in the in the cre- in the credits at the beginning, and you think, oh shit, Channing Tatum's in this. It, <laughs> it's it's gonna get worse before it gets better. They softened it. It <laughs> was with
1: Channing Tatum <laughs> yeah, right right at the very end. Yeah,
0: right at the very end, of you see everybody else.
1: And I'm not gonna lie to you. Up to a certain point, I was starting to think. Is he actually in this? <laughs> That's true, because he doesn't come in until the third act. I was like, you know, someone said he does really well in this. I was like, is the Mexican actually Channing Tatum? Because <laughs> that would be amazing. Because that would be. I'd be like,
0: oh, yeah, he got me. I didn't know it was him. So good. Um, no, but he, he, honestly, he he was fine. Um, yeah. yeah, he he was great. But um, yeah, yeah, so, Overall,
1: this was, it was like uh, Quentin Tarantino's greatest hits. Like, he took yeah. the best people... Yeah. Put them in this film and it was phenomenal, you know? Yeah, I and I'm really glad uh, because the last time I saw Kurt Russell in a Tarantino film, I was majorly let down. Oh, yeah. And that's with Death Proof.
0: Oh, God.
1: You God. know? Also, also brought back from Death Proof was, uh, the Stunt Woman. The, uh, Australia, the oh, Aussie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she had a, like, a bit, real bit part in this. But yeah, that she, was her. And that yeah, was unmistakably, that was her. yeah. Yep. She didn't do no stunts, I didn't get shot.
0: Yeah, no, that's it. It's so, it. Oh, spoilers. Oh, sorry. Hey, Did we not mention everyone dies? Yeah, no. yeah, Everyone dies, alright? And if you didn't know that, then you've never seen a Tarantino <laughs> film. You need to go back and watch Reservoir Dogs, and then you can watch yeah. that hatefully. Now the joy is wondering as you're watching who dies <laughs> when. Who, who dies when and how. That's yeah. the beauty of it. You know everyone you meet is going to die. You just have to know how and when. That's the best part. That's the tension. That's how the film gets yeah. made. Um,
1: Dude, uh, let's let's talk about film making for, for sure. a minute, because I feel like uh, there was another film very similar to this, uh, at least from the trailer, and that's uh, The Revenant. Yes, right? also takes place in the snow yeah. and uh, the wilderness, all in the actual fucking snow. Yeah,
0: it's you know I, I've heard I, I listened to a couple of interviews before this film, and they everything you see. That's a real haberdashery that they found in the mountains of like Colorado or something like that. And, um, all the snow and all the, the breath that you see, all of that is real. They are in freezing temperatures doing everything that you see them doing. Like it is, it is clearly freezing in that room. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's unbelievable that they were able to do that.
1: I remember thinking right from the start of this film with the, with the carriage. A oh, stage yeah. coach and, and it's going through the snow and the whole opening sequence uh, with them having dialogue at the side and I was just like that must be so you know much of a pain in the butt to film because it was so like you yeah. could see the breath Yeah. See you the could breath. see it and you know don't like, look They do tremendous things with CG nowadays, but you can tell the difference between real breath and CG breath and this was the real thing.
0: Yeah. You know. no, they they were freezing. Everyone in this film was freezing. I don't know what everyone got paid, but they earned their paychecks and more (laughs) on this. They did. Yes, they did. Um yeah, filmmaking wise, I mean the the film is beautifully shot. Um, you know, it's it's got the Tarantino flair, um all the shots that you like of any Tarantino film that you've ever seen um you know ch- chapters and you know cutaways and and over 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 the top violence um all of those things that i think are staples of kind of the type of film that tarantino makes yeah. um i had one problem yeah with it and that's you know you mentioned that there's there's chapter titles which
1: i've no issue with Sure. in this sort of old western-y type of feel but there's one moment In the middle of the film, and I'm not going to say anything about what it's related to, because that is sort of a a, a plot uh, point. But there's a point where Tarantino himself does a bit of voiceover to sort of explain something, and then they kind of show you what he's telling you, which you didn't really need. Um, I don't know, it just really pulled me out of it. Because later on, they also do a Tarantino thing, where they go back to show us something. Yeah, right. You know, And that didn't get no voiceover, it just said earlier that day so i don't see why they couldn't have just been like five minutes earlier yeah and then show this what they showed it, us.
0: it was a very misplaced narration um they do it twice and uh it it doesn't have any precursor either so yeah. i think that's kind of where things got a bit thrown off yeah just um,
1: just commit to it you know if you yeah. got tarantino you love yourself
0: we know that just yeah. just do the voiceover it, the whole way through like you're narrating yeah it was a weird technique um, I, it didn't throw me off nearly as much as it seemed to have you. Um, I, I've kind of come to expect strange things like that from a Tarantino film, um, in my mind. But, um, yeah, I can see how that would be a bit jarring. Um, and then also, I, I, we kind of talked about this off, uh, but way too long. Oh yeah. The film is way too long. No, two two hours and what, forty seven minutes? Yeah,
1: it's almost three hours. And that's it's way too long. Not including the half an hour of trailers that we saw before. Yeah, right. So... It's,
0: uh the film is way too long and I get that he, you know, as a filmmaker he's trying to capture, you know, the the setting and, and really bring to life where they're at. Um but a good forty five minutes of that could have been cut. Um, easily. all together easily yeah. and yeah I don't feel that, that we would take away from the film and that's all. what you
1: say like yeah he was trying to show the the beauty and the landscape but also part of it felt like yeah we filmed an actual snow and I'm gonna make sure you know that <laughs> yeah right and it, it was like we get it we
0: <laughs> yeah, know yeah we get it we can see the breath just we got a, it just a few scenes we've seen outside we understand yeah we get it you know Um, yeah it's it's long even for Tarantino and that's saying a lot um, yeah, it's, uh, it, you know, there's every time something's going on. So when people are talking and they're going through dialogue and they're interacting with each other and the tension's building, um, it doesn't matter how long the film is. It, you, you are on board and there's a lot of humor and it's the, like we said, the tension and all of that. So that kind of moves the story along, but then there's, there's these long breaks in that, where people aren't doing anything, or they they or do something, and we stuff... show them do everything that they do, yeah. and it's not... The perfect example of this, early on, because there's a blizzard going on
1: outside, so you've got the, the whole set with this film takes place in the haberdashery, but there's also a stable, mm-hmm. and there's an outhouse. And so, because there's a blizzard, they decide to lay down spikes with rope leading out to the stables and to the outhouse, in case right. someone needs to go out. But they show them doing the whole thing. Laying out all the spikes. Like You could have showed them putting in one spike, two spikes. We yeah, get the idea. We, got it. we, we got didn't it. need to see all yeah. of it.
0: They're in a blizzard. You yeah. get it.
1: It's so, tough. <laughs> yeah. So for me, it did. It just felt like Tarantino yeah.
0: doing the... There was a l- lot of <laughs> look what I did. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I agree. I agree. There was uh, much of this film... It could have been cut and I don't believe it would have taken away from anything. No, not at all. Yeah, uh, but, you know, for me, overall, I don't think it was his best film. Uh, I think there are better Tarantino films. But it's a great entry into his, you know, repertoire, if you will.
1: It was very enjoyable, I thought. You know, aside from the length of it, I thought it was was a good watch. Uh, Enjoyed myself, laughed a lot, you know. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I was not disappointed. So yeah, I mean it's definitely not going to make its money back, (laughs) but
0: (laughs) no, well you know we have we have Star Wars to blame for that. (laughs) Still
1: two weeks out,
0: people are still seeing Star (laughs) Wars. So So, you know it's whatever, man. You like making movies. Hey, hey,
1: you know what? I don't. I, I can't fault Star Wars for that because if you're Quentin Tarantino and you're like, hey, I'm planning on releasing this film in December. Oh, you know Star Wars is coming out then, is it? All right. Well, you know what? I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna open my film. How's June of the next year? Is that, <laughs> does that work?
0: Where's Where's the slate? Can where's, I make that, it? Was that,
1: does that? Can I take this Christmas film and uh, Make it a open, summer blockbuster. Is, is that open?
0: Yeah. Like uh, I just. Uh, you yeah. know. Yeah. I. I. I think uh, this film will actually gather more as it. I don't think it's even in wide release yet. Um. So I don't think it's in wide release, and also I think it will probably get some Oscar buzz. And I think that will help it uh a bit uh when it comes to making its money back. But if you're a Tarantino fan, honestly, if you yeah. enjoy his films, then this is a great, it's a great film. You don't if want to pass uh, it up Yeah, you're if you're a, a
1: Tarantino fan, you're in the westerns, you've got an afternoon available.
0: Yeah, just clear the day. If you've got a weekend, just, you know...
1: Well, maybe you just <laughs> live in a desert climate and you would like to see something <laughs> like to see
0: that makes like. you feel cold. Because it does. Just go watch it. <laughs> I was sitting there, I'm like, oh shit, I don't you'd a it. It's... Just- it's, it, it is cold. You're right, Samuel. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, what, what are we... What are we uh, like yeah. this one? All right. So, I, I, I haven't thought about it, but I'm going to give it... Because they're pretty prominent in the film. Um, but I'm going to give it four out of five. Because I really enjoyed the film. So, really, my only complaint is its length. So, I'm going to yeah. give it four out of five bounty hunters that yeah four out of five bounty hunters
1: all right yeah all right well i'm, I'm gonna be on a similar page okay uh, i'm actually gonna give it four out of five uh but i'm gonna give it four out of five times that jennifer jason lee is punched in the face oh
0: my god
1: <laughs> because i gotta tell you
0: i'm sorry
1: you don't you're gonna hear me say this and it's gonna sound insensitive i know but that never got old. It never got old. And when you see this film, you will understand why. Oh, God. It was one of the best running jokes in the
0: film, actually. <laughs> oh, shit. That's great. Yeah, uh, yeah no, that's a great rating. Yeah. <laughs> well done, yeah. Caitlin. Well done. But
1: yeah, definitely four out of five because it was, as like I said, it was very enjoyable. Down things was just the length and then yeah. that
0: weird little voiceover bit. But, you know. Yeah, wh- everything whatever. else was great. Yeah. So. Um, alright well this has been the Cineblokes I'm Benjamin Baker and I'm Colin Burroughs and we will see you after the next film